Good morning. Today is Chaf Ches Teves, Darbatan Hanan's birthday, for real, this time. Mazel Tov, Darbatan. It's really exciting. Actually, it's a very special energy. Are you named after her? Um, I'm named after my grandmother, but I definitely feel... Her energy. Yeah. Like, wow. Actually, to both of them, and like, in my, whatever, it sounds crazy, but like, in my, like, energy healing journey, and like, yeah. in my, like, whatever, like, I've found connections between them, too. Like, it's like, really, Ooh. like... Whatever. Who knows? What's that's amazing. yeah? It's pretty special. So very, very lucky. That's for sure. <laughs> um, okay. So let's do this. Okay. So we're up to the last part of Parak Yud Dalid of Chapter 14, and Chapter 14 is kind of a, um, a wrap-up chapter of really everything we've done so far, in the sense of that Chapter One in in the beginning of Tanya, the Alter asks these questions, right? About he says this pasuk of Mashvim Masai to Hit Tzadik, the Alter Rasha, that before we're born, and Hashem gives his promise to Hashem to be a Tzadik and not be a Rasha. Vafilu kol ha'elam, vafilu kol ha'elam, kol ha'elam kulei imrem lacha Tzadik ata haye be'nacha kirasha. Even if the whole world tells you you're a Tzadik, you're a Tzadik, you're a Tzadik, think of yourself like a Rasha. And in Chapter One, the Alter asks all these questions, and obviously, as we always know in Chassidus, that a question. Sometimes the Rebbe could spend like the, our Rebbe could spend like a whole. Uh, uh, t- pages of a mimer just talking about questions and once you learn Hasidus enough you realize that there was not asking the questions just randomly like the questions itself are leading to a deeper understanding of what you would never understand had you not asked those questions like that's where we're finding the, the so that's what's happening here that in asking those questions and now in in answering those questions we're actually getting a deeper understanding not only of like the answer to the question but like literally of our purpose of being alive and of our mission statement of being who we are so in order to understand those questions the rabbi has literally spent the past 14 chapters talking about what is a jew right to understand what a tzaddik and russia to understand what a jew is oh you have two souls you have animal soul you have godly soul the tzaddik russia banani aren't just people over there but they're actually People who are, the, the label is just the symptom of that person's interaction between their two souls. Whether their godly soul is dominating, whether their animal soul is dominating, whether they're identifying with their godly soul, whether they're identifying with their animal soul, which would be Russia, Tzaddik versus Russia. Then you have the Bainani in the middle who experiences both and chooses godly soul, right? And now in, in, in today's ta- in chapter 14, what Alter is doing, he's going back to that original all those original questions of what we of what we're talking about in this original mashbi and that are Mainishama said this pasta, Mainishama said this. What are we actually saying? So in the beginning of chapter fourteen we, we focus on the second part of the Pasuk of Doesn't mean you're supposed to see yourself like a Rasha. What does it mean? Even if the whole world looks at you and says, You look like a tzaddik. You look like you don't have an animal soul anymore. You look like you don't struggle anymore. You're even telling that to yourself. I really conquered that struggle, right? I really got over that bump in my life. I really got over it. Don't think that you don't have an animal soul anymore. Sure, it might be sleeping. It might, you might have you know, gotten to a point where it's not so active. But don't think that you don't have that impulse anymore. It's, not, it's just not MS. And the Alter goes to so far that the Alter says that it's never going to be your choice to become a tzaddik. That to become a tzaddik is a gift from Hashem. It's up to Hashem to decide if you become a tzaddik. Your job is to do your job. And your job is to be a bainani. Your job is to strive to be a bainani, to get to that point where you're self-led, where you have enough access to the voice of your godly soul that, it can, that you have the breath inside of you, have the like, stamina almost to lead your animal soul instead of to be identified and victimized by your animal soul but on top of that to actually get to a point where your animal soul no longer has the ability to speak it's not up to you it's Hashem's choice of whether that happens and it could happen to you but it's not it's not your choice um okay now today's Tanya Dr. is going to go into the first part of this oath that we made and again we know that the oath isn't only that I promise to do it even though I can't Mashbim also meant that Saiva, I was filled with the ability, satiated with the ability to actually do this. What is the first part? Mashbim Masai Tihit Tzadik, Yalti Rasha. So that's going to be today's Tanya. Uvazeh Yuvan, and from this we understand, and from, meaning from this, we from this is the past 14 chapters of Tanya where we talked about what actually it means to be a Tzadik, what actually it means to be a Rasha. 
Yuvan Kafa Lashen Hashavua, we can understand the double wording in the promise of Tihit Tzadik, Galti Rasha, to be a Tzadik and not be a Rasha. Because seemingly it is puzzling. After we have promised to be a Tzadik, why should we have to say again, don't be a Russia? Like, if I'm being a Tzadik, I'm not going to be a Russia. Ella, but based on what we just explained, the fact that not every person is privileged to become a Tzadik. Why? Because that is up to Hashem, not up to me. A person does not have the domain of choice over whether he can become a Tzadik. We talk a lot about what a Bainani or what somebody striving to be a Bainani has a domain of choice inside of. Where is his domain of choice? And we literally understand that a Bainani's domain of choice is in Machshava, Dibur, Amaisa. The emotions that rise up into his mind, that knock, 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 hey, be afraid, be, you are alone. You, we, that's not in our domain of choice. I have no, that's not, that's not up to me to decide and to be judgmental on myself. You got triggered again, Chana, shame on you. No, it's not my domain of choice. What is my domain of choice is, as the Rebbe said, and starting from Machshava, that means what, in, his, in the author's words, it's what I, uh, what I allow myself to receive into my mind, into my self-talk, into my conscious thoughts that I'm actually thinking about and dwelling on, that's my domain of choice. But what I'm actually internally, impulsively experiencing, the way that I get dysregulated throughout, a day, throughout the day, it's my choice to work, as we're going to see, it's my choice to we're literally going to say this in the next page of Tanya, but to work on myself enough, to hit tzaddik, to strive to be a tzaddik, to get to a point where hopefully that happens a little bit less and the battle becomes a little bit easier. But it's not my, the, what ends up happening from my work isn't my choice. My choice is to do what I can. It reminds me so much of like when there are, I used to do these like Mashiach minutes on Instagram at the beginning of COVID. And I remember one of them, I said, I was like, with, like this whole thing about the Rebbe saying, like, do all you can to bring Mashiach. And everyone just like tripping out about it. Like, literally the Rebbe saying, do all you can. Not all you can't. <laughs> like, do all you can. Like, what can you do? Do that. Right? And that's what the author is saying here. Like, do all you can. Not like, oh, shucks that you can't do more. So just do what you can. Lean into who you are and be who you are. And notice that in you being who you are, Part of who you being, you being who you are means that you don't know how, what that's going to lead to. And that's part of the divine picture. That's not like the exception to the rule. So, um, you don't have domain of choice over whether you end up being that tzaddik, a.k.a. not having the impulse of animal soul. To the extent that you literally do not, that to the extent that you hate the Ra, and we explained that, what does it mean to hate the Ra, that literally it's that, it's the emotional, from hate is, ah, right, what is that feeling, it's I do not want anything but you, and I cannot engage with anything but you, it's like I, I like you look at like, like, <laughs> we're gonna talk about this soon, so I'm gonna just gonna bring this up now, Alter is gonna talk to us soon about how we can actually start engaging with Tzadik can sometimes actually mean, it does actually mean that we have to try our best to get to a point where we actually start hating Ra too. If we get there is not our choice, but we have to try to get there. Now, what, what does it mean to hate Ra? Ma'osba Ra. <coughs> so I was thinking like, okay, let me just, let me, let me, I'll go in order. Each person then is said, do not be a Russia because, sorry, I was going ahead, I'm just going to go in order here. Be a Tzadik, don't be a Russia, right? Very simply, what the altar was saying is that even if you can't be a Tzadik, still be a Russia. I mean, still don't be a Russia, right? That's the simple meaning of why there's a double language of Tzadik, don't be Russia. Because in that regard, in the regard of do not be a Russia, that is up to every single person's choice. That is our mishpat habachira. That is our domain of choice that we have. Um, to control the spirit of taiva in his heart. And to, to like, to like control um, the yetzer. 
that he does not be a rasha even one moment of his days. And every time that the altar is going to say that, every time that the altar talks about a bainani, he always uses that language. Because that, and the, the repetition of that wording is very clear. It's like the, the, the altar is literally saying, like, that's how the bainani exists. The one, it's one moment. Because if you think about it, it's, we always say that, like, oh, a bainani moment. But why? Because by definition, a bainani, maybe, sometimes the bainani can go 10 minutes without ever needing to do that avoda, but the whole nature of a bainani is that at any moment, his animal soul can come back. So every moment is another moment where he's engaging with the dance, engaging with the battle. Um, okay, sorry, I have to go back for a second. <laughs> sorry, guys. But just because we're going to need this for the next page. So, just to, I listened to, do you, have you heard of the Huberman Lab? Dr. Huberman? He's this podcast, podcaster. He's extraordinarily smart, but also extraordinarily like easy to listen to. It's like really both. He talks about biology and, and the anat- our anatomy and science and brains and bodies and just everything. Like, it's really fascinating. Huberman, Dr. Huberman. Um, anyways, he, I was listening to one of his podcasts yesterday and he was talking about the difference between dopamine and serotonin. And I was tripping because I'm like, literally, this is the difference between a Russia and a Tzaddik. Mm. So it's simple. What is dopamine? It, they're both just drugs in our bodies. They're not like, aka, I mean, okay, I'm, I know I'm being a little bit like chidushi here, but like, just bear with me for a second. Take it or leave it after. But what are, what are, even, what are drugs in our bodies? You can say that they're chemical. You can also say that they're spiritual. Like, what's not, what, where, what, is, what is our body if not for like the expression of our souls? Like, you know? Um, like, what is the world if not for Hashem being the world? Like, I and F.S. Mamish, like... It's all material reflection. Material world is 99 point bar 9 empty space. It's literally vibrate, vibrating energy creating physical matter. Like, the world is God. Our bodies are God. Everything is God. <laughs> like, so to say that our Nefesh like, kisses in our mind and our Nefesh Bahamas is in our heart and, you know what I mean, like... This, this, our physical experience is the direct manifestation of our spiritual makeup. Like, it's not like we have a godly soul inside of us. It's like our us is the manifestation of who we actually are, which is our souls. Now, that being said, dopamine and serotonin, very interesting. What, what is dopamine? Dopamine is basically a drug that you get from seeking something outside of you. Dop- you don't get the dopamine from something or he said it's very uncommon for somebody to receive dopamine from something that's inside of the confines of their own skin. Dopamine is always something super tasty, something super exciting, novel, new, this, like something that you, you're chasing something outside of you. Good morning. And that, that's a good dopamine. So serotonin is the opposite. Serotonin is the experience of calm, rest, goodness, love, peace that happens inside of your own skin i was saying to the extent that when somebody starts taking like an ssri right like which which uptakes your serotonin when somebody has a lack of serotonin and they take like zoloft or xanax whatever something like that what ends up happening is that person may end up with a decrease in dopamine in they may end up with a decrease in okay wait now i'm confused somehow it ends up in a decrease in dopamine but i forget why Maybe because, maybe because there is that like balance. If their serotonin gets too big, then they end up not having as much dopamine, so they, won't be cra- they, they stop craving the intense emotion as much, the intense experience as much. They may end up a little bit more flat, and then they have to like, have a... I guess because there is that balance. If the serotonin's way too high, the dopamine's going to go down. If dopamine's way too high, the serotonin's going to... That, exa- that makes so much sense. If the dopamine's way too high, you never feel good in your, in your own skin. You're just always searching for that thing outside of you. If you have that too much serotonin that's even beyond what a natural body produces, which happens when you take something like an SSRI to, to, too much, then you end up stop having the dopamine, searching for that dopamine. So it's very, do you get what I'm saying? So it's very, basically, okay, why did I bring that up? It needs a balance. Uh, it needs balance, exactly. But if you think about it, the difference between dopamine and serotonin are really the differences between animal soul and godly soul. <laughs> because animal soul, that's what we're saying. The animal soul is, I'm a fragmented person in a fragmented world. I look to something outside of me to fill my needs. Taivas ilam haza. What is taivas ilam haza? I'm not good enough unless I get you. You, I need you. I desire you. And not you, God, meaning 
me, <laughs> meaning what I already am, what I already have, but I need something outside of me. And like the elder birdie said this like five times, but whether it's forbidden or permissible, like it doesn't really matter. Like I just need what I need. I want what I want in order to make me whole. I, I'm desperate to feel okay inside of my own body and I will do whatever it takes to make to, to receive that okayness. Godly soul doesn't think like that. Godly soul is like, I am one with God. The world is one with God. There is nothing outside of Hashem. I am on solid ground right now. I, I have no missing holes inside of me that need something outside of me to fill. Can I like, have a question on that? I, I think I'm just stuck on the muscle itself. Because aren't they both... The dopamine both and serotonin? Produced, yeah. They're yeah. both produced by our own bodies. It's like in response to something else. Serotonin also, you could argue that it's, and I know that this is a muscle, it's not like a remains muscle, and it might not be perfect, and I get where you're going, but like, isn't that also, you could say the same thing, like, if I'm listening to calming music, and um, you know, I'm like doing specific, um, I'm doing breath work, yeah. um, you know, I might, I might have a lot of like serotonin yeah. and all of that, but it is an outside source that's triggering it. Yeah, well said, that's why I'm not, I can't. I just, I'm making, I literally thought of this last night. Like, I'm not, I can't. I'm, I'm not, not saying that what you're saying isn't correct. Yeah. It, but it, the serotonin is a different, exp, it's a different experience. It does, you I mean, you could also kind of say that, like, actually, that's too far of an extreme. The godly soul does use, ex, does enjoy the world, but it doesn't use, it's not codependent on the world. You know what I mean? So, like, somebody, I would, I would even venture to say, and I'm not, again, I really don't want to get into this quite so much because I don't know. Like, I'm, I'll explore it more. <laughs> that's not chidushed yet. It's a chachma. Well said, exactly. But somebody who's, who's like, let's say, like, doing breath work or you're having a really, he- in, in the midst of a really healthy relationship where there isn't that constant rush of, do you like me, do you not like me, do you not like me, do you not like me, and when you like me, I'm high, and when you don't like me, I'm depressed. But, like, just that, like, stable, we're, we're good, we're healthy with each other. Yes, it's something external to them, filling, creating something inside of them, but not in a needy way. Not, it's almost like Klipasnoga being used for Kedusha. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, you're not filling a hole, you're revealing my essence of peace, <laughs> my essence of, whole, of wholeness. This is like a manifestation of my wholeness, not a filling of my neediness. No. Sorry. I'm just no, it's okay. Okay. Okay, let's continue. The author is continuing to say, what does it mean to not be a Russia, right? Because that's what we're saying. We're saying, to, what is in our power to not be a Russia? To make that choice of who do I not want to be, essentially, which is not disconnected from Hashem, to be who I actually am. Somebody who is a Bainani, who is trying to be this Bainani, who's trying to be in that state of never being a Russia, aka to be in that state of Hashem, I only want you. I want to be in the alignment of the unity instead of in that fragmented space of am I or am I not? They're going to end up learning a lot of Tyra <laughs> because we already said in Parake of Tanya. <laughs> Tara is like literally the biggest tool we have to unite ourselves with God. It's like intimacy with Hashem. Somebody who's in that state of Hashem, I only want you. Okay, so if you need me to take out the garbage for the sake of our relationship, I would love to, sure. But really, I just want to be in your arms, right? So like that's the Talmud Tara can I get cool on? Like that's that emotional experience of somebody who's like, what would I want more than Tara? Again, if you ask me to chop trees, I'll go chop trees because really I want you. But any moment that I can study Tara, fantastic. Okay. Um, okay, just, I'm sorry, are you guys good in a few minutes? Okay, so just thinking here also, I, I said a few days ago when we were talking about like the godly soul winning, <laughs> like how even when you can't make the godly soul win because you don't, you aren't, you don't have your moach shalat al-halev, even though that is your natural state, when it's not so revealed, what happens? How does your godly soul win then for a bin The altar says, oh, Hashem helps it win. And when I read that, I was like, like this emotional voice came up inside of me, aka animal soul, fear of connectedness, because I'm not used to that. I don't want the godly soul to win. That's what literally, it was like, I, I don't want the godly soul to win. Like, I want my animal soul to win. Like, I don't, like, chaos is home kind of thing. Like, what? And I, then I was thinking about it more, and like, I leaned into it, and I was like, Hana, when the godly soul wins, all of you wins. When, when the godly soul wins, animal soul can't, doesn't have space for godly soul. Animal soul can't see something outside of its own vision. 
it's only fear, it's only anxiety, it's only... Godly soul says, it's only God, which means I can hold the anxiety too. Godly soul can see the animal soul and actually engage with the animal soul. So it's like when, when godly soul wins, everybody wins. Like I win too. And I was thinking the same thing with Torah, like Tom Torah. Like when Torah wins, when, with Torah, everything wins. Like Torah... It's so nice. It's like as Jews, we have like the desire... To just be kind, you know what I mean? Like, <clears throat> when, like even with my kids, like when there's a challenge, I want everybody to win. Wow! It's like I want all my kids to to get to because that we challenge. know it's the root of every. It's this. It's like we all want that. Like we want everybody uh, in the class to win. We want everyone to win the raffle. It's like when you look at someone's face when they don't win a raffle, like even if they're not so sad, it's like I feel so sad right. for them. Wow. You know what I mean? And it's like here, it's like everybody wins. Yeah. It's like really what we all want. It's so cool. And that's the manifestation of everything being God. I don't want anything left behind. If there's something, somebody sitting in the corner that hasn't yet been revealed to be part of the Mashiach reality of everything is Hashem, it's not good enough. When there are cries and Ratat Sabe, if there's one Jew that Mashiach hasn't been revealed in, Mashiach isn't here. One Jew. Every single person in the world could know Mashiach is here. But if there's one person who doesn't feel Hashem's breath inside of them, Mashiach isn't here. Because Hashem is everything. So if we're talking about the unity of God, there cannot be something left behind. And that's what the godly soul knows, which is why we're going to spend the last 25 chapters of Tanya talking about actually engaging with the animal soul. It's actually going to start today too. Afal Piquet. Nevertheless, and this nevertheless is even though the main thing of our Avaida is to make that choice of Al-Tihi Rasha, having that sense of self-dominion where I am holding my parts instead of they are holding me. Tzarech, you have to, and now, this is, I would say, the biggest plug for therapy I've ever seen the altar make. A person has to make set times, to make individual times, set times. To seek for yourself ideas in your, in your soul, in your inner experience. To get to a point, are you looking ahead and wondering how I'm going to talk about the next line? <laughs> I wondered about it too. Of this? Going along with journey with you. Oh. <laughs> I was wondering if anybody read today's time and I was like, how's oh, Khan like gonna explain today's time? Oh, oh yes, now I'm yeah, sorry. Just you just you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just you. Ooh. I know, it's very funny. Okay, like item gam kinless, just it is enough to ice may spara. So we were talking about before what what is the tzaddik, right? This person who and Tainag Be'alikis. Like, they, the tzaddik experiences this, it's not a dichotomy, it's, the, it's the, both symptoms of the same thing. Love and fear, right, are two sides of one coin. Love and hate even are two sides of the one coin. I can't love my husband and also love Brad Pitt. It's, I can't, it doesn't work. If like, you, why not? I'm saying, I don't, I'm not, I don't care about Brad Pitt. I'm just saying, like, why can't you love your husband and also someone else? What do you mean? I can't love somebody else the same way I love my husband. Why not? Because then he's not my husband. Okay, oh, you're saying like in terms of a marriage. Yeah. But like no, because I'm just saying like let's say you have 16 kids, you can spread your love over all of them, and they can equally love all of them. Yes. So we're we're, we're specifically in, talking about like a uh, marriage. And okay, because that's what, it is marriage with God. That's right. what we're saying. Okay. It's this unity of okay. Hashem. I only want you. Okay. I just didn't get that you were saying like. The love of a loving your kids yeah. isn't well hopefully isn't taking away from your love of your with your husband right having an emotional affair with brad pitt does unless it doesn't and if for you it doesn't that's fine but think about something that does okay i don't know why i said that example but think about something that does take away your emotional involvement with your husband right what alderb is teaching us and i had a very hard time with this concept because I'm also like, love everything. I don't want to hate anything. But the altar was starting to, and I think it's, the, 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 whatever, the Klippa Kedusha is all mixed up sometimes. But like, the, that's our world. Don't love, don't hate anything. Well, you don't have to hate. So what the altar is saying is that the, the tzaddik <clears throat> hates the Ra. The tzaddik has an right, emotional it's experience. It's no. It, it's not for sure. You don't hate anybody. But you hate the Ra, you hate the fragment. When they're about crap, I'm just go back to the Vatsa Tzava. You, you hate anything that would possibly get in the way of the oneness. When they're about would cry, and like that, I'm just thinking of a different Sikha now. They're about crying and saying, 
like that we've hit, that Hashem is hidden, and we've stopped looking for Him, right? And it's this emotional experience there of like, I can't take this anymore. I can't take it anymore that the world feels separate from God. I can't take it anymore that my chassidim don't realize that they are literally the divinity of God breathing in this world, right? That's a hate. It's a, it's a passionate response of, I'm so sure, Hashem, that all I want is you that I do not want anything other than that. And I think that we in our, in our society has come to a point where we're kind of, we've let go of our emotions a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, okay, I love you, but I love you, but I love you, but I love you. And like, I, I said this before in Tanya, but I'll never forget one time I was, I was, I went to a dating coach because I was dating this person. And I remember her telling me, I, I think I must have said something along the lines, it's so vulnerable when I'm saying this for the second time, but I must have said something along the lines of like, but what if like there's someone better in a way? Like what if I'll meet somebody who is differently good or in a different way? And, and I remember her just looking at me like, Hana, it's going to happen. Like you're going to marry somebody and then you're going to end up at a Shabbos meal and there's going to be somebody at that Shabbos meal who's going to be a quality that your husband doesn't have. And it's going to be your choice in that moment to say, but I choose my husband. But my husband is my husband. That's it. Period. End of story. And I was thinking, like, there's a certain level of, like, okay, but I could still, oh, then I'm going to go and still have a conversation with that guy and engage with that guy. No, you're not mine. You are mine. And that's, like, a passionate response that's appropriate and healthy. It doesn't mean that I have to, <clears throat> like, loathe his existence. But he's not mine, and my husband is mine. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, that's an emotion. You know, it really is. It, and It's a choice also. It's a choice and an emotion. Yeah. It's a, it's a choice. It, for a banner, it's a choice to engage with that emotion. That's what Dr. B is saying here right now, that to end up with that emotion, don't forget to walk away from the husband for a second because that really is in our domain. But with, our, with the raw in relation to Hashem, where <clears throat> I'm, my animal soul is looking for things that are in the category of Ra, right? And, and whether that's an Avera or whether that's an anxiety full of fear that I have to control my future or whether whatever it is, the, the, the raw consciousness and the raw choice of do that so that you get filled because you're not, you're not whole unless you get that, unless you do that. To explore, to get curious about how I can actually lessen my desire for that and actually start to feel, I don't even actually want that, actually. I don't actually want that. I really don't actually want that. Not only I don't want that, I actually don't want that. I don't want that. I want God. I want Hashem. And if you're not Hashem, if you are taking me away from Hashem, I don't want you. It reminds me of like what my therapist says a lot of like, she, she started training me in the language of hearing some of my thoughts and she would call them abusive thoughts. She's like, oh, there's your abusive thought again. And at first it was kind of like hard to hear because I'm like, that's not my abusive thought. That's my protector thought. But it was like this reframe of like that thought that's keeping me in that spiral of anxiety is not serving me. And I'm actually allowed to look at it and say, you like stop trying to get me down. Stop trying to. Can I, can I, can I say something about that? Is this still on? Yeah. Um, I, I don't need to be recording you quick shut off, but I just, I read Do you mind that so, it is? Because I, I never edit these. I don't care. <laughs> okay. But I just want to say something really powerful. It's like the same time that you can have thought, like fears, a fear is about the future. It's never about right this second, because you're in the second. So it's really about like, what's going to happen, right? Yeah. So if you're able to have those scary thoughts of what will happen, you also have to allow yourself to think about the good that will happen. Like, wow. what about if it was the opposite? Wow. Or all your fears were the opposite, and now, like, imagine what that could be. Wow. Like, that's also, like, that's you so have beautiful. to make room for that, because that, it could also be good. It, and it actually ends up being good. Like, that's so beautiful. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> that's really, really beautiful. I feel like anxiety in general is built on yeah. facts. Well, it's built on beliefs. Yeah. It's built on past, um, previous, yeah. you know. It's built so on the it animal built on soul belief. It's real. <laughs> But it doesn't have to be real. And I'm talking to myself too. Like, <laughs> it doesn't have to be the only... It, it doesn't have to be... To say it doesn't have to be real is overwhelming. I would say it doesn't have to be the only possibility. For a Bainani, when I have anxiety, my first response is, first, is to say, I am home here. 
I am home. You are not me. You are inside of me. You are a part of me, but you are not me. I, godly soul, I, divine being, you know, I, breath, I, chachma, I am me. You are something I can see, I can hold, I can talk to at set times, you know, but you are not the fullness of my existence. You're not the only reality. Can I clarify it for myself what you just said? So, you're, so we're saying that anything that is going to put a separation between us and God is something that, you know, we should be, we should feel this, like, this passion, like, hate for, not in, like, a hateful way, but in, like, I don't even want to be separated from God for a moment. And we're saying that, so you just brought out the example about, like, thoughts, like, having that with those thoughts and those, quote-unquote, like, abusive thoughts. Haven't at the same time we've been talking about, like, not, like... Engaging. Not, or, like, holding those thoughts and being, like, there's space for you and I'm not going to... You know what I'm saying? Because I feel like that's like a dichotomy. Because if I'm thinking about my instinctive animal reaction is to hate those thoughts. Wow. Like I don't have an issue with hating. Wow. I have an issue with the with the If it's, if it's instinctive hating, it's not your godly it's soul. It's just animal soul. Right. Instinctive hating is a yetihara and a kapata. I'm coming from myself, not from Instinctive hating, that critical voice of you are such a loser for having this thought again. You're such a loser for da-da-da-da-da. It's animal soul dressed up as a godly soul thing, trying to make us, it's not, it's not godly soul. This is an avoda. The author is talking about right now. It's, it's a specific avoda of getting into, at specific times, and the is going to talk about this much later. This is just a moment of Tanya right now. We're, we're going to actually talk about this a lot, but it's, it's not the impulsive hating of ourselves at all. It's, getting into the deeper understanding of why I'm so pulled to that. And in my opinion, what Dr. was really also asking us is start getting curious about what you actually want because that's really, at the end of the day, I feel so self-conscious about how late it is. Oh my gosh. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> what? Some wants us to all be here right now. Okay. In this moment. Okay. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> okay. Let's just, uh, let's keep going for a second because we have two more pages. Do you, do you want to say something? What the author is going to do is going to give us examples of ways that we could, of, of something that we can do when, when a person, there's, okay, there's like three layers going on, right? You have this experience of I want Ra. I'm gravitating towards Ra, aka something that's, it, the place in me that it's coming from is because I have a hole that I need to fill. It's not coming from a serotonin place of like, oh, let me be who I actually am. It's coming from a place of I need something in order to be okay. In this case, the author was talking about what, do, what, what am I looking for? I'm not going to do something very positive. I'm going to something quite negative, quite raw, something that's not doesn't not belong to me. In this case, the author was going to be talking about a man who's looking for a woman that does not belong, does not belong to him. Some, if you're looking, if you're going to talk about food, somebody who's using food as that filler of my needs, right? I'm, I don't, it, what, what is going on there when somebody is eating in a way of they're filling their needs? It's not that I am whole and now I also want to eat. It's I, the emotional eating is I am, I'm empty and this thing fills my emotional need, right? The man is empty. This woman fills my emotional need. I'm lonely. This woman fills my emotional need. What their author is going to do is author is basically teaching us that when you can look at that thing that you're reaching for to fill your emotional need, and when you can see the other dimension of that thing, when you can notice that that woman is not only that beautiful woman that's going to fill your needs, but actually get deeper. What's another way of seeing her? <laughs> what you can then start to do is it's it's a double question to me. What author is saying is he's bringing us on this like psychoanalytic journey almost. It's really powerful. Number one, see what you're actually looking for. Notice what you're actually searching for. And number two, then notice if that thing that you're searching for actually fills that need or not. And if not, I don't need you then. <laughs> I not only don't need you, I don't even want you. You're, you have nothing to do with me. You're not, you're, you, you give me no good. You give me, it's just, you're nothing. So the author says, and this is a very intense part of Tanya, if you don't have the whole big context, but I actually... It's crazy. I can't believe that I came to this point, but I actually came to a point of actually seeing this 
positively, and not only not negatively, but also seeing it positively in the sense of I've heard a lot and seen a lot in the from male world of shame around desire. So it's just, it's not nice at this point sometimes what boys end up experiencing with themselves that not only they have a desire and they shouldn't and they shouldn't, but that the fact that you have that desire, you're an animal. Exactly. And what the altar bit does here is so interesting. Like almost just, it, it really, it's, it's inspiring to me how the altar bit just puts it in here in a way of not even any backdrop. And I, I'm impressed that like, you're seeing this so positive. Well, there's not even any backdrop. The altar bit is just bringing it as an example. You may be desiring a woman who does not belong to you. Now, like we said before, that boundaries can be physical. For the Bainani, boundaries are physical, not emotional, not personal. The altar bit is saying, here's another way of seeing that thing that you're being hyper-focused on that does not belong to you, that's in that category of Ra, that will help you distance yourself a little bit. You know, it doesn't have to be this whole emotional, you're a bad person. Like, you can actually focus on how to distance yourself from the emotional desire without feeling like a loser for having the desire in the first place. You understand? It's very powerful. It's extremely powerful. It's like a kid. It's literally like we were talking about with, with kids. Like, you don't have to make the kid feel like a loser for wanting to continue to watch TV. You can literally take away the remote. It's, and so it was Alter Rasay, not this might be thank you guys like the Chacham have said that that a woman is a vessel full of excrements basically and if you think about it what's, what's going on the author is literally saying that to that boy who has that all encompassing desire for that woman who does not belong to him and they're just saying like there's another dimension there's another way of what do you actually want you want what, what, what do you want? Now look at that woman from another perspective. Is she, is she the answer? No. She's just whatever. And it's like, start getting curious. Like, is that thing that I'm searching for? And honestly, I, we have no time today, so I'm not going to get into it, but we could do this exact thing for our anxious thoughts too and for our depressive thoughts too. What's underneath them? What's really inside of them? And is that actually what I actually want? Is that actually what... That, that form of protection that's keeping me held in that cage, is that actually what I want? Uh, you know, it's, it's just, it's a bigger conversation. Also, all the food and delicacies of the world also just become vessels of waste. That a wise person sees what becomes of the stuff of this world, that they just become worms and refuse. And it's basically, you start just getting curious like, is this actually filling the emotional need that I'm searching for or not? Like, and if it's not, I've okay, like okay. Oh my gosh, I'm there's so much there. I can't, but just to make myself feel better, just add this in for a second. I once watched like just to make Dalterba seem a little bit less intense. I went in. I watched this TV show like a year ago, and there was this like girl that liked this boy and whatever. And I remember she like didn't want to like him, and like somebody gave her advice that get close enough to him and you'll stop liking him. Like, watch him dig his nose, and you'll stop liking him. And it's interesting, like, for a TV show to say that, it's okay. But for the author to say that, it's not okay, you know? Like, just the concept of, like, get close enough to that thing that you're being compulsive about, and you may start to feel like, I don't actually need this, you know? Like, it's so true. It's like, when we take our kids to Target, anything they want, we tell them, okay, put it in the cart. Wow. Yeah, you put it in the cart. Wow. So we come out, we have this massive cart, and then everyone gets to choose one wow. thing. And it's like... They feel like they already got it, and they don't even want it anymore. Oh, my God. You know what I mean? You're a genius. That's really it's just smart. Like, you know, because it's that experience. I know when I want shoes because they're so nice, I try them on a few times, and then I'm like, eh. Right. I already tried like, right. I had, I had the, the, the feeling. Right. You know, I don't need them anymore. Wow. And it's like, it's the same thing. I love that. And also, you know what's so cool? Um, Harry, Dr. Brown, I forgot his name. He's like a very famous like TV uh, co-host. Yeah. Show, shows. He, he it's, I, I can't get over it. He says, um, someone asks him on a show, do you have any girlfriends? Mm. And he says, no. And they say, why not? And he said, because every guy knows. It's okay. <laughs> every guy knows that there's no such thing as a girlfriend. They all have uh. one goal in mind. And they're just working their way to get there. And some people try to like block it out of their minds or whatever. But every guy knows. Really? On the fence of the guys, I see. Wait, what is... Pause for a second. What does that... What connect? Connect this. What? Because you keep saying like, 
um, if, like, if Brad Pitt and Annette, I just came into my head, like, yeah. then you're having a, an experience with somebody else, and, da, 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 and like, I don't know, it just came into my head that it was connected. Interesting. <laughs> well, that could be... Uh, men also have a desire for marriage, though. That's the truth. But uh, can we just connect this yeah, for a second? Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so much I don't know why well. it just like, came to my head, but like that conversation before like made it... Just kind of because no it's okay it's okay I'm, sh- I'm trying to um <laughs> you're good you're good like you like you brought up something that we can have a whole discussion on if the time allowed for it i feel like we could really unpack her ring about it <laughs> i would say this if that's true regardless of whether it's true or not let's say it is true that nature is not working against a man. Meaning, what are we talking about, Natanya, right now? We're literally saying that your nature is not working against you, but when you can own yourself and own the fullness of who you are, that's when you become empowered to be who you are, right? So, I just, I don't know, I just think, I think we go, we get, like, it's, yeah. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's like there's just there's like it's a whole moral conversation. Like even I can't this whole thing of being recorded. It's very funny, but like the way that to me like the way that Alter brought this up, it, literally in relation to that, like that advice to a guy that's kind of in that fantasy world of like you know like it's not that Alter is not saying your nature is wrong. Alter is Alter is saying like let's talk about how we can choose a different way of going about your nature in a way that actually is more reflective of your higher self. Right. You know, so it's like that's that's the conversation here. Like how can I address my animal soul's experience, notice the depth of what it actually wants and give it that instead of just the guise of oh, I want sex. You know what I mean? Like that's just the animal soul's layer and when i can actually go into that and be like what what's actually underneath here what do you actually want and then start to realize that those things that i want before are not actually giving me my actual need are not actually giving me my actual desire then i can actually start to distance myself from that thing and start to go towards what's actually giving me which at the root what we all want is connect connect connection because that's a normal vada so it's just i don't know bigger conversation okay let's see. Scott thought it's gonna be like this 50 gonna, minutes, 45 minutes. It's just gonna be for another time, but I'm just putting this out there that I would really love to go more in depth on that sentence because I feel like we just gave Alderable like a lot of leeway grace. Like he could have said it in a hundred different ways that would have expressed that That's same true. exact point, no, and no. he chose to say women are a vessel of the oath, and true. I have a really hard time with that. Same. Same. And, no, same. And, Absolutely and, same. And he could have said it in another way. So yeah. can we please another time really try to... Yeah. Honestly, same. Somebody once asked me, just somebody listens to my podcast, asked me, they're like, like it sounds, something along the lines of like, it sounds great to like make Tanya so great, but like at the end of the day, like what about all the times that it's not so great, <laughs> you know? And I, and I, what I said was I'm like, I don't have an answer to that because I agree that sometimes it doesn't sound great. But my feeling about this in my years of doing this is that I'm in a relationship with the Alter Rebbe. And when I experience something that doesn't feel that great, I bring that into our relationship instead of move away from our relationship with that. And I get curious about it and, you know what I mean? And bring, I, bring it, I, let it, I let it bring me towards him instead of away from him. And I also, in a relationship, when somebody does something that you don't feel is so great, to have the courage to say and to have the selfhood to say, to hold both. That didn't make me feel great. And also, I trust you didn't mean to hurt me. You know? I really don't. I bet it's if like, we unpacked it properly, like, I, I, not properly, but I feel like if we did have to bring it out, yeah. it, we would find, like, a different, like, yeah. it would be translated a little bit differently. You know what I mean? I feel like in here, like, this specific, like, context is talking about, a woman is not what a woman is. It's a woman is this fantasy of that the man is having. Whoa, yeah, no, that's no, so interesting. I that because oh my gosh. He's describing a woman. He's describing what a man wants from a woman in that moment. Whoa. Whoa. A cookie, a cookie is not diabetes. A cookie is not sugar. A cookie is delicious. But if you're doing, if you're 
putting it into your body in order to get that. Gosh, now this so is so right. deep. Yeah, it's not good for you. It's that's so, that's so cool. So that's the definition of the woman as that man is looking for that woman. Wow. Like when you're searching for food to fill an emotional void, yes, the food is just, it's poison. It's poison. But that's not what food is. It's, you're turning the klipas noga into shalash klipas etimeis. Oh, it's so powerful. Oh my gosh. And yet still, and even with that, Moshe's point still holds true of Atarebe, come on, you could have made it a little bit more clear. You know what I mean? So like, there's but all the truths happening at the same wow. time and we can't disown any of them. Otherwise, yeah, we need to hear that like, hello, this is not what it is. Wow. There needs, like, where are the books that translate Tanya? We need to like, add yeah. that piece in. No. <laughs> what I want is I wish the rabbi would have like, I wish someone would have translated a book like, like we're doing it now, like written it out and like how the rabbi like, I want someone really who's meant. like a sonic to like, just to proofread it and to yeah. say like, yeah, I put my sample approval. That's what the altar was saying. No, so you know something? Just, like, you know yeah. something? I, yeah. Literally going back to the beginning of Tanya right now, from the beginning of Tanya, in the introduction to Tanya, when the altar told us, the problem with this book, the, the, every, all the chassidim came to their altar rebbe and they said, altar rebbe, we don't want Tanya because we are going to interpret it according to our own minds. And the altar rebbe looked back and he said, Naida basha'arim baila. That Hashem is at the gate of your heart. The way that you are going to get triggered by this book is where I need you to get triggered. I don't want to just give you advice that's going to bring you to some supernal land and transcend your own animal soul. I need you to be awakened by your... Not only invested, I need your animal soul to get triggered from this because the whole point is to engage with your animal soul. So if we went to Yechidus and the altar of it, or we had that book where the altar Rebbe, where some tzaddik bypassed the exact experience that my animal soul is going to have from this book and just bring me to that transcendent place. We are missing out on the entire point of the book, which is to actually wake up my animal soul and to, for me to start hearing the way my animal soul talks. Okay, valid. I wish the Rebbe was alive so I can ask him this question. <laughs> I don't like, it's crazy. I'm freaking out. Oh my gosh. <laughs> It like takes your day on like a whole other like experience when you like yeah it's amazing. It's literally literally. Okay, let's get, finishing on the opposite. So we have this Tihit Tzadik. On the one hand, the Tihit Tzadik, is, we're saying that the Tihit Tzadik is to strive to be a Tzadik, to get into that mode of trying your best. If it ends up happening, not up to you. But your job is, so one way is to set times of contemplating how, as Dr. said, how the Ra that I'm searching for isn't actually filling me. It's not actually, it's nothing but poison when it's coming from that place of animal soul. And number two, what is the other side of the tzaddik? The tzaddik's hate and love are flipped two sides of the same coin. It's to, in, to joy and enjoy and delight in Hashem. Through meditation, that's how the godly soul works, right? The thought leads to the emotion. Um, <coughs> reflecting to the best of his ability. On the greatness of Hashem. Even though this person knows that he's never going to get to the tzaddik's level of truth. He'll get to his level of truth, to the Bainas level of truth, but he'll never necessarily get to where the tzaddik can actually experience viscerally the oneness of Hashem. And yet, nevertheless, he does his job. He does his experience. The kayim as a shavua to get to this point, uh, to do this aveda of tzaddik, of trying to be a tzaddik in this way, and Hashem will do as Hashem sees fit. And furthermore, this is a gorgeous heart of Tanya. Literally, I bless us all to let this fill our hearts. But furthermore, when the Bainani emulates the tzaddik in this way, when the Bainani strives to become like the tzaddik in this way, first of all, I was going to say two points. Number one, teva nasa. It gets easier. The fight gets easier. We start actually experiencing our inner worlds in a different way. That doesn't mean their animal soul goes away, but we start new neural pathways of functioning and of thinking where suddenly the cookie start, stops looking less like love and starts looking more like a cookie, right? <clears throat> like women start, stop looking less like that and more like beauty <laughs> and, and love, right? Like there's... 
we actually can change and anxiety starts looking less like the thing I need to, in order to live a functional life and more like something that I actually don't necessarily need to live a functional life, right? Like we, we actually change, the, we actually shift. And we can actually get to that point of everything I just said. When a person also accustoms himself to reflect on the greatness of Hashem, our actually arouses Hashem. And perhaps after all of your inspiredness, Hashem will actually have ascend a ruach from above. What is this ruach? This is the ruach of a tzaddik. And this, this, this nefesh of a tzaddik, this ruach of a tzaddik will actually will become impregnated within me so that this person now can serve Hashem in this joyful way and that Simcha is not joy. Simcha is this Dulas Hashem. Simcha is that ability of I see everything in my life as part of the oneness. And and Dalter <coughs> was saying that when you do the avoda of Tihit Tzadik, sometimes what happens is you actually get impregnated with the soul of a tzaddik, and you can now actually experience it in a real way. And it's only going to be for moments at a time. It's not like a lifetime experience. But you can actually get impregnated by that tzaddik's ruach. It's just gorgeous. Like it says, Simchut tzaddikim Hashem, rejoice with tzaddikim in God, and tzaddikim plural, because even a Bainani can get to that point of tzaddik at, at points. And then in that way, he will experience the tzaddik's truth of, of tzaddik. Wow. So, I, I, this, this is an hour long, but I really want to read you this fine Zoltz thing because it was just so gorgeous. But I'm going to do it anyways. Do it. Taking. Okay. Through this process called impregnation, where the soul level of ruach originating in tzaddik is integrated into the soul of the bainani, the bainani's spiritual balance tilts. He becomes for the duration that this energy is in force a tzaddik. This bears some resemblance to the concept of a... Okay, da, 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 I'm skipping that. Um, the person receives additional energy in complete or partial form from another soul... Oh, no, no, no. I didn't want to read that part. Autobiographies are not widespread among Jews, especially not first-person accounts of soul integration. The, Jew, the few isolated narratives of such events describe how without any preparation and regardless of time and place, a person feels that his mind has expanded. He feels different. He functions differently and sees things he never saw before. He is aware in a completely new way. There is no sensation of someone else being in control, but rather that he himself has changed. This internal sensation might occasionally be one that others also perceive, and it may also be hidden from himself. And this is literally that point of impregnation of the tzaddik, of like, suddenly, it reminds me of like that hayyamim, of like when you think of the tzaddik, the tzaddik's thinking of you. Like, it's this point where suddenly you're like, like transported into a different state of like, and I love the author of it saying, like, it's not... You don't have to give yourself so much credit for that experience to the extent that now I think the tzaddik's helping you, the tzaddik's with you, the, the Rebbe's with you, you know what I mean? Like, the Rebbe's inside of us. And, like, when we can tap into him, it's, it's, it's just gorgeous. Okay, so, I guess we'll summarize all this tomorrow. <laughs>